The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello and welcome into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. Chiefs return to the practice field on Wednesday as they continue their preparation for Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. Heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, pass rusher Melvin Ingram, and offensive lineman Nick Allegretti. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes, and we'll take a quick timeout. When we get back, we'll hear from Melvin Ingram and Nick Allegretti. Here's Andy Reid. Um, so the guys that didn't practice today were Fenton with the back, getting better, and uh, Darrell Williams with the toe. So I'm uh, trying to let it rest up. See, see if it uh, calms down a little bit. Other than that, everybody practice. Look forward to the challenge of playing the Bills. They're a heck of a football team. Uh, very well coached. Sean does a great job uh, with, uh, with the team. And um, he's got great assistant coaches and great players. So um, it'll be a nice challenge for us. Love that we're playing at Arrowhead and look forward to place being packed with, uh, Kansas City Chief fans. So with that, time's yours. Let's go first to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, in what ways, if at all, does does a Week Five matchup factor into a playoff matchup? Um, yeah. Well, they they got after us, um, so I, I'm sure they'll change some things. And a little bit like what I said last week, they'll change some things, and we'll change some things. And um, we've played them so many times here in the last couple of years, and you know. You got to kind of mix it up a little bit. So, um, and I'm sure they feel the same way. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Coach, along those lines, uh, does familiarity maybe give you an opportunity to, you know, because you've set a, a trend of what you do, does it maybe give you an opportunity to set somebody up easier, uh, if, if that makes sense, that, that they have a book on you so you can work backwards against that uh, easier? Oh, I, listen. I don't know. I mean, that book would have two covers to it because they they probably feel, you know, they feel the same thing if that's if that's the question. So I um, I, I don't know about that. I, I they'll know us though, and we'll know them, and you know, we'll just go out and play football. I think is what what you'll see. So in, you know. Let's go next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Andy. When you do look back at that week five game, you also kind of realize to yourself, wow, we changed a lot as a team from that game too, just both offensively. And then obviously with the defensive starters that were out in game week five, that's obviously changed too. So you guys look back at the film and appreciate how much you guys have changed since that day. 
Yeah, well, listen, I think the neat part about this this game uh, is coming up here is that both teams are relatively healthy. And um, at this time of the year, that's a great thing. I mean, it should lead to a to a heck of a game. And, um, uh, you know, I know the guys that didn't play look forward to the challenge of playing. I mean, it's you love this type, kind of competition and these kind of games. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Coach, I know you're presumably locking in on, on the defense here, but when you uh, look at, at Allen and what he's been able to do, how have you seen him grown um, in his short career here? Yeah, listen, he's done a um, – he's playing good football. He's done a nice job. Uh, watched him when he was at Wyoming. He was a heck of a player there, well coached, and um, moves into the National Football League, and every year he's gotten better. And, I mean, what more can you ask from a quarterback than that um, from a coaching standpoint? Herbie Tiope. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good afternoon. Um, with everybody working in some capacity, how, how did uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire look to you out there, and what's your optimism level for him, uh, understanding it is early in the practice week? Yeah, Herbie, I mean, he, he listen, he, he moved around well. Um, we'll see tomorrow and how he, how he back-to-backs these things. So, um, I mean, I don't want to say anything. I said it last week, and I was wrong. So, uh, we'll just see how he does as we go forward. Let's go next to James Palmer. Go, James. Andy, hope you're well. I'm curious about Tyreek's growth, in your opinion, this season, with him being asked to do some different things, probably play in space a little more than he has in in the past. What have you seen him change as a receiver and grow this year more so than any other spot? Yeah, well, he – listen, when he came here, he was raw. um, Had been a running back, so, I mean, you can imagine. uh, That's a big – that's a big change. Um, and I mean, they, they flexed him out and did all that stuff, but that's kind of where he, where he was. Um, and every year he's gotten better and, and now he's refining all of those wide receiver skills that he's learned here. And, um, you know, with his talent, he, he's, he's a tough one to stop. I mean, he's, he's a heck of a player. So normally, normally people have ways of trying to double him which is a compliment to him uh, and his ability, but he's learned to work through it. He's better in space. He's more patient against man, um, setting things up. So anyway, that goes off to him. He's worked very hard at that. Let's go next to Surin from the Nordic region. Go ahead, Surin. Uh, Coach Reed, there's been a lot of talk about the Bills roster construction and how they are building this roster specifically to beating you guys uh, what kind of challenge, challenge does that leave for your team and uh, for you as a coach? Yeah, they've uh, they've done a nice job. I'm I'm close to Sean, and uh, he's done a done a great job of building that along with his general manager and the the assistant coaches and and their players. You know, they um, and we understand that and, uh, indirectly as a compliment to our guys for uh, for putting themselves in that position where. Teams are trying to get you, and um, and they did a nice job with it the last time we played. Very well coached, and uh, they played very well. Last two, we'll go Todd Lebo and then Nate Taylor. Go, Todd. Hey, Coach, um, I know you were didn't know who you were playing yet, but when you go back and watch what Buffalo did Saturday night offensively, they say it's a quote-unquote perfect game, right? No punts, no field goals, no turnovers. How hot are they as an offense right now compared to, you know, when you, when you try to study them all year long? Yeah, well, I mean, you just kind of answered that. They, 
the stuff to have a perfect game. And they did a nice job with it. I mean, that's what it is. So um, uh, you get, we've got to get ourselves ready and you know, starting today and a little bit yesterday and we've got tomorrow and the next day. Uh, so one thing I know is our guys will play hard and, um, you know, and, and they're good. They're good. So. We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hello, Andy. I have two questions for you. The first is, um, given how much things have changed in the first matchup, just how confident are you that your your pass rush is a lot better now than it was then? Obviously, you didn't have Melvin. Uh, I think Frank was getting through the hamstring. Chris and obviously Jared got <laughs> better. Just what have you noticed from your pass rush that may give you more confidence in, in this game? And then Brad will have a follow-up. Yeah, Nate. So, um, listen, the guys have had a chance to play together now for a few weeks, and um, I, I think that's consistently, and I think that's uh, that's good. They, they feel relatively healthy for this, you know, for this time of the year, and uh, that's a big challenge. They've got a good offensive line, so. Um, but you know, I know the boys will be ready. They 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 look forward to the challenge. They they love that type of thing, so they'll uh, they'll be ready to roll. And secondly, um, I wanted to ask you about the Bills' safeties, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Just what have you noticed about uh, them, um, maybe even in the first match or just what you've seen over the last few weeks about how good they are as a safety tandem? Yeah, I'd say, uh, Nate, they're one of the better ones in the league. Um, they're great communicators. They, they can get everybody lined up where they need to get them lined up. They can cover and they can tackle. Hey, Patrick, uh, you've been seeing a lot of the Bills uh, lately, and it seems like you probably, that's probably going to continue. Just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, Josh Allen, what you like about him as a player, and uh, what's it like competing against him? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a tremendous player. Um, I actually know him a little bit off the field as well, great dude. Um, he, they put a lot on his shoulders, and he, he, he rises, to, rises to the occasion. I mean, he's able to run the ball. He can throw the ball. He has the arm, arm strength to throw anywhere on the football field, and he makes great decisions. So, uh, like you said, we'll probably play them a lot of times. Uh, it'll be great competition. Uh, and uh, it's definitely a great challenge for us as a, as a team to, to compete with them. Let's go next to Herbie Teope. Go to Herbie. Hey, Patrick. Tyreek Hill has sort of had to reinvent himself this season, no longer just known as a deep threat. But from your opinion as his quarterback, how impressed – have you been with the way that he's been able to adjust to how the defenses have been playing y'all? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's been, it's been incredible. I mean, the, the way he's able to run routes between coverages, I mean, pretty much every coverage he has two people on him or two people kind of shadowing over the top of him, and he's still getting himself open, making tough catches over the middle of the field um, and really evolved, evolved his game. And then at the end of the day, whenever he gets in those man uh, coverage situations, like he did this last weekend, it, you can always hit him over the top for touchdowns. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go to Pete. Patrick, we know Jarek had a, a good game last game. You guys really got him going. Um, whether it's Jarek or, or one of these other backs, what is getting getting the short game and, and the backs do for you when it comes to taking maybe those deep shots to, to Tyreek? Yeah, I mean, it's always good to get that involved, especially early. I mean, um, when deep teams are playing these deep coverages and they're kind of really focusing on Tyreek and Travis and all these other receivers that we have, um, getting it, the ball to the, the running backs in space and then making one guy miss usually ends up being big gains. And so Jared did a great job of that this week. Um, and then um, running the ball as well. And then once we do that, you see that the stuff over the top opens up. So you got to be patient with that. And then whenever you get a chance to hit over the top, you make, you make sure you execute that one. Next to Todd Palmer. Go ahead, Todd. 
Hey, Patrick. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Travis Kelsey. Um, you know, he's a guy who earlier in his career was prone to getting personal, personal fouls, different things like that. What have you seen in terms of his personal growth and maturity, not only as a football player and your relationship there, but also just as a man off the field? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a great uh, person for this community. I mean, the way he gives back to this community uh, is awesome. And it sets an example for everybody on the team. And, uh, I mean, obviously, he, he had some personal fouls early in his career. He's learned from those, didn't make the same mistake twice. Still a competitor, still goes out there and plays with passion. Um, but, uh, I mean, he, he's definitely grown up as, as he's kind of went through his entire career. And, I mean, he's the old guy on the team now, so he can't be making those personal fouls anymore. It's good nice to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Patrick, do you have a, you know, people have kind of describe your mindset in games as, I mean, I, you know, listen, like a, a blank you mindset that there's a, there's a stage that you get to where you, you go to another competitive level. And I've just had people, you know, recently around town, that's been like a conversation that like you kind of maybe got there, like the Pittsburgh game didn't start the way you wanted. But when that clicked in 11 minutes later, you've thrown five touchdowns. Is that accurate? Is there is there a, a level within you, or is that just the perception fans have when it uh, when it gets rolling like it did? Yeah, I mean, I think I just really like winning. That, that's a, that's pretty much the end of it. Let's go next to James Palmer. Go ahead, James. Patrick, I'm curious about your you running the football this season compared to years past. Five point eight yards a carry. It seems like, and I could be wrong on this, but like your decision making and when to go and picking your spots have been better in years past. Do you feel like that's an improvement this year for you compared to seasons past? Yeah, I mean for sure. I mean, um, I think you've seen it from me in the playoffs before. It's when teams really focus in on Tyreek and Travis, and they have two people on both of them. And then other guys are getting covered in kind of man-type covered situations. It kind of opens up lanes for me to run. Uh, I've been telling Tyreek that I'm getting faster every year, too. So, I mean, I got a, I got a little bit of speed there. And so, when, it, when it's presented the opportunity, I think I'd try to get up, get, get first downs, and get out of bounds. Got time for a couple more. We'll go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. As you guys study the Bills and you specifically look at film, can you kind of break down, maybe even if it's percentage-wise, how much you're focusing on that first matchup versus how they're playing recently defensively? I think it's – got to do everything, uh, especially this time of the year. I mean, you're gonna, they're going to have change-ups, obviously, that they didn't do in the first matchup. They have good defensive coordinator. They have a good defensive head coach. Uh, they have good players over there. So they're not going to sit back and do the same stuff they've done against us before. Um, but they're going to take what they did well and do that and then add change-ups in there. And so uh, I'll watch – uh, all the previous games that we've played against them these last few last year and a half, pretty much. And then I'll watch, I've watched all the games that they've played since then. Um, and I try to formulate a game plan uh, for myself of what I expect them to do, knowing that they'll, they'll have adjustments and I'll have to make adjustments on the fly during the game. We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Patrick, I asked Cindy about their safeties, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poirier. Uh, they seem to do the best about having that too deep safety shell. I just wonder what, what it was like to face them earlier this year and just how much of a challenge will you try to provide or, or maybe sort of use from that game uh, to sort of counteract their ability to sort of work in tandem together? Yeah, I know. I mean, they're, they're very smart, very athletic, um, and really have an understanding for what they want to do as a defense. I mean, they're two Pro Bowl caliber players. I mean, it's, it's hard to get two safeties like that on the same team. Um, and they play well off of each other. They know how to kind of rock the two high shells to go to one high. They both can play up top or down low. Um, and so it, it's a tremendous challenge to try to get a read for what they're doing. I mean, they, they have two great players in the back end that, that can really um, do a great job of disrupting what you want to do as an offense. So you have to try to ha account for both of them on every single play. 
Patrick, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You just heard from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Now we'll finish things up with Melvin Ingram and Nick Allegretti. You seem to have fit in real well here since you've been here. And we're just curious. A lot of times you don't see that with guys who come in in the middle of the season. Just curious if there's anything you feel like you said or did to kind of help you fit in here once you got here. Uh, just came in and bought in, just buying into what they already had going on. That's the that's the best way you can fit into anything. Don't try to come in and do your own thing. You don't try to come and be somebody else. Just buy into what they got going on and, and, and come in and do what they need you to do. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Melvin. Uh, congrats on the, the win. I, I was just curious, coming off that and, and just being here, kind of what Adam said, I, I, I'm not sure when we'll get you again. How, how much desire do you have to maybe remain a Kansas City Chief past this year? Uh, I, I definitely got a lot of desire, but that that's that's looking too far ahead in the future. I ain't never been a person that looked far in the future. I'm just focused on the task we got at hand right now, man, and that's trying to win another playoff game and taking it step by step, day by day and game by game. So I, I'm I'm focused on what we got going on now. I ain't really looking into the future. Let's go next to Greg Eklund. Good, Greg. Hello, Melvin. Uh, along those lines, I know you don't want to focus on the future, but in regards to your recent past. Um, what, what's your degree of satisfaction with uh, winning the toy, uh, coin toss in L.A. against your old team there in a big overtime victory, then beating an opponent twice that you're familiar with? Uh, to be honest, I ain't really thought about it. It ain't, it ain't nothing big. We are, I came here to try to win a Super Bowl, and, and that's what my goals are set on. Beating them, that's, that, 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 that wasn't a goal I had. It was another team on the schedule we were trying to get a win, but I never put too much emphasis on it. Let's go next to Miss Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen. Hi, Melvin. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Good yes, to talk to you. Yes, ma'am. Wanted to ask you about facing Josh Allen, you know, coming off that game he had, his running ability. What is the biggest concern or the biggest co- that as a defense you guys have to watch when you've got a mobile quarterback like that plus a bunch of weapons? Man, he's one of the elite quarterbacks in this league, and 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 you got to try to cancel out every phase, and you got to play assignment football with him because when you got a quarterback that can run, that can throw, that can do everything, you just got to play assignment football, not try to do too much. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Melvin, now that you've had some time uh, to be around Steve Spagnuolo, I'm, I'm just curious, 
you know, we've had a couple of people describe him, you know, and, and what they think of him. How, how would you describe him as a as a coach? Not not necessarily as X's and O's, but just as a guy and how he is as a leader. Uh, I think he's a great leader. I think he he he's a great coach, and and I think most of all, he's a players coach. He he understands how to relate to players and 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 how to be there for players, and that's what I think is so good about him. Like he he's definitely always in there, no matter what's going on. Even in practice, he's always right there, hands on with you. So that make him a great coach. Got time for two more. We'll go Todd and then Steve. Go ahead, Todd. Uh, hey, Melvin, appreciate the time. Um, What's up, I know, you, I know you didn't play in the the Week Five matchup with the Bills, but I wonder: is there a sense in that defensive room this week that that you guys kind of owe them one? And what do you think you can add this time around that was missing when you weren't on the team Week Five? Uh, I wouldn't say there's a sense of we owe them one. No, we're just trying to go out and win a playoff game to try to accomplish what we set out to do. And, and, and me, I'm going to just try to go out there and, 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 and be a piece to the puzzle, try to go out there and play assignment football and get another victory. And last to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Melvin. What's happening, man? What's up, boss? Not much. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo said that, that uh, he, he, he can tell that you love the game of football, but I want to ask you more about the mentorship aspect of it uh, and being around the young guys in, in that room, man. Uh, what does that mean to you as far as, you know, teaching the guys uh, the game? Uh, it, it means a lot. I wouldn't say I'm teaching nobody the game. I feel like when you when you in a room and when you at this this level of football, everybody is learning from each other. It ain't nobody just really just teaching somebody. It's everybody learning from each other and all of us learning from the coach. So being with the young guys has been great. Like we got some we got some elite young guys here, and 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 they got a chance to be very special, which which helps any team that they own and this team that we own that they're on. So. So it's definitely been a blessing to be in that room with those guys and, and, and have an opportunity to, to, to kind of show them some of the things I learned and try to learn from them some of the things they learned. So it, it's definitely dope. Melvin, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Yes, sir. Hey, Nick, uh, congratulations on the touchdown the other night. Um, have you ever scored a touchdown in a game before? And Brad, I'll have a quick follow-up also. Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, one catch in like a eighth grade end of the year celebration game. And that was it. So <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Nice. Um, Andy said he kind of uh, scouts you guys doing that little pat and go on Fridays. He kind of he looks for for prospects to throw the ball to. Are you aware that he's kind of using that to look for guys maybe to who, who can handle the ball a little bit? Yeah, uh, we call that our, our fat and slow period. And, uh, you know, I know he's always he's paying attention to everything. I think it's pretty obvious. You know, you can tell some guys definitely cannot catch. Uh, but didn't didn't quite know he was scouting us, so you know, glad I glad I was doing well out there. Correct, right, so Matt Derrick, go ahead, Matt. Hey, hey Nick, um, there was a pretty good spike that you had in your celebration, and it looked like Jarek chased the, the ball down for you. Um, did you get the ball back? And what do you plan on doing with the football? Uh, yeah, uh, they did get the ball back for me. Uh, so got Pat and uh, Pat signed it, and then uh, I'm gonna probably you know put that up in the house somewhere. Uh, just closed on a house today, so I <laughs> got to put that in the house, and then uh, be pretty. It's a pretty cool uh, piece of memorabilia from my career. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go, ahead, Pete. Nick, about how many people reached out to you uh, stemming from the play, and uh, what maybe was one of your favorite exchanges in in, in getting it done? Uh, I, I don't know how many people. Uh, definitely a lot of people uh, for sure. Probably uh, the pasto lineman that I played with. Um, we're definitely the best response. I'm not going to share any of them specifically, but 
the shock and uh, awe, um, you know, just the excitement overall that I got from all the alignment that I played with here in college, high school, definitely the most fun because we kind of all, you know, celebrate this one together. Next to Herbie T.O.P. Go to Herbie. Hey, Nick, uh, long time no speak. Hope you're well, man. You too. Un understanding that there is a good uh, camaraderie amongst the offensive line, I'm sure they were all happy for you. But, you know, in your opinion, who has the best hands and who has the worst hands out of that group? Uh, I mean, I got to go with myself for best hands just on a confidence base. Just can't can't give that to anyone else. Uh, worst hands, <laughs> got to be Trey or OB. Um, <laughs> definitely carrying around a pair of bricks. Um, they're effective for other things, though, so we're lucky there. <laughs> We go last two, Vahe and then Olivia. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Nick. Uh, congratulations also. Um, I, I wondered just uh, – I hate to get more serious, but how, how much different it feels to you to be playing in the playoffs this year, um, just just your own sense of yourself and, and, and how you belong? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, different role uh, this year than I had been in previous years, uh, but just doing whatever I can for the team at this point. Uh, prepared to play, you know, anywhere inside that I need to, uh, helping out guys that I can to prep. Um, but still, I mean, playing in the playoffs, the National Football League is it's incredible. You know, the guy that I grew up watching, Kyle, you know, that's his first playoff win last week. So, you know, definitely don't take any of this stuff for granted, regardless of my role. Um, happy as heck to, you know, be a part of this and do what I can. So we had a late ad, so we'll go Mike after Olivia, but go ahead, Olivia. Hey, Nick. Uh, I talked with Joe last week a little bit about the offensive line navigating the Lucas Niang injury, especially starting with the Bengals game when you all had to shift around. How do you feel like you all held up last week? Um, where is some area that you're trying to work on for this week? Uh, I think that, you know, the coaches do a good job with us every week cross training, you know, from really from OTAs to camp on. Uh, there's really nobody that gets work at just one position. Um, so if a guy that's started, you know, 15 games in one position has to move like a guy like Joe, um, he's ready to do it. Uh, so I think the coaches have us in the right spot um, starting from OTAs. And I think we're still in that spot to continue to progress. And anything that pops up, we'll be ready for. We'll go last to Mike Berman. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Nick, it's Mike from NBC in Chicago. Hope you're doing well. Talked with your dad this morning. Um, and he said that you came, he, he showed me a picture. You came over to Christina, took a shot after. I just wonder, I'm going to do a two-parter. What was the moment like to come share that with your family after catching that touchdown pass? And um, how would you grade, how would you critique your celebration? Uh, I guess I'll start with the moment. Yeah, it's something, it's, it's so cool. Each moment that I've had throughout my career, um, there's kind of, you know, specific moments that you remember of games are long, but like the memory of going over and looking, you know, right by the tunnel and hearing my ma and my wife and my pops, you know, screaming my name and getting to go give them a hug before I went in the locker room and knowing that they were there for that. Pretty cool. Cause it's not something that, I mean, you know, I got a couple of texts that said, you know, like dream come true and stuff like that. And it's, Honestly, not even a dream of mine. <laughs> didn't have the dream to catch a ball in the league. It was, I didn't dream that far. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, critiquing the celebration. Um, coach asked me what I was thinking there. And honestly, there was just pure joy and excitement. I saw Joe and Creed running over. And I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of thought. Uh, just like, holy cow, 
can't believe I caught a ball. Didn't really think about the fact that I scored. I just caught it and it's pretty cool because, you know, the whole O-line was super excited and you can see it on their faces. I mean, we're all, we're a really tight group. So the excitement was, you know, pretty uh, mutual for everybody. So I was, it was really fun. Nick, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you.